Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. I'm Vaughn. And I'm Sophie. And today we're talking about Chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Mirror of Erised. So, um, let's start with my notes. So, Christmas is coming. So, Ooh, one morning Christmas. In- Yay. The, the best. So, one morning in December, Hogwarts was covered in several feet of snow, and the Weasley twins were in trouble for bewitching snowballs to follow Quirrell around. The few owls that were able to bring in packages had to be nursed back to health by Hagrid before flying off again. That's kind of cute. Can you you imagine, like, Hagrid nursing an owl? Yeah. I I can't. It's just so weird, but it's cute at the same time. He's a giant. Um... Other than the Great Hall and the common rooms that had fires, Hogwarts was very cold. In Snape's class, which was in the dungeons, the students' breath rose in mist. Mm. Draco, being Draco, of course said that he felt sorry for those who had to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas because they weren't wanted at home. And I said, so staying at Hogwarts for Christmas would be so much fun. Obviously, I would want to go back to be with my family, but, like, imagine waking up to have like in a castle covered in snow for Christmas. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be with any family. That's true, but you're with all your friends, you know? Like you're waking up. Yeah, but your friends you're... are with their family. But like I probably would stay for at least one Christmas out of my seven years at Hogwarts just to see what it's like. Because like, you know, you and Tell your family I guess a to couple mail the presents. Yeah, I guess you and like maybe a couple of friends would stay. Imagine waking up in your little dormitory and you have that all your presents at the end of the bed, and then you get to have Hogwarts this huge is like a, Christmas sort of like feast. a private school. Kind of, yeah, but it Cause... doesn't cost money to go to. Um, Wait, it's like a boarding school, kind of. No, it doesn't. It doesn't cost money. It doesn't cost money. Oh, okay. It, you just have to pay for your supplies. But yeah, it's kind of like an in real life boarding school. But even then, I'm pretty sure you still go. It'd home. be so cool to be at Hogwarts just for Christmas. Yeah. Um. So, Draco had been trying to get back at Harry for winning, but nobody found anything he said funny, because they were too impressed Wait, with Harry. Wait, for winning what? The Quidditch match. Oh. Yeah. So, Harry would be staying at Hogwarts for Christmas along with Ron, because his parents were going to Romania to visit Charlie. Do you guys think that Ron would have stayed anyway, even if his parents had been home? Or do you think Harry would have been allowed to go with the Weasleys for Christmas? Oh. <laughs> um... I want to say that Ron probably would have stayed with Harry because Molly was pro- would probably have told Ron to stay. She probably wouldn't have even... Like, invi- no coming home for Christmas. She probably wouldn't have even invited Ron home. She probably would have wanted him to stay with Harry just so that he had someone. Because obviously he doesn't want to go to the Dursleys and the Dursleys probably yeah. don't even want him there. So I'm going to guess that Molly probably would have made Ron stay. Um... So after potions class, they found Hagrid carrying a huge tree. Ron offered him some help, but and Malfoy um, asked if he was looking to become gamekeeper himself, because the hut was probably a palace compared to what he was used to. And I said, this is very mean, but I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Malfoy is very good at roasting (laughs) other students. (laughs) Of course, you know, he's mean, but like, he has some talents. Yes. He has talents. <laughs> yeah. um, so Ron dived for Malfoy, but of course Snape came up and took five points from Gryffindor. So when we actually get to see what the house looks like, 
and like is like in the inside the um borough which is where ron lives it's amazing anyone would want that house it seems like the best house ever um it's giant you'll it's like five stories if you haven't read all the books before you'll understand when you get to chamber secrets yes that's the book it's a giant house yeah so um Ron, Harry, and Hermione followed Hagrid and the tree to the Great Hall, where Professor McGonagall and Flitwick were busy with decorations. Um, it's so cool that some teachers actually care about decorating. Like, Filch or Snape would never do something like this, so it's cool that there are teachers that want the students that stay at Hogwarts to have a good Christmas. Yeah. Like, they actually care about the students. Unlike Snape or Filch, like I said, they would not do anything. They just don't care. They probably... You know, yeah. they don't care. They probably burn they don't the care if the kids have a good Christmas or not, but others, other teachers do. If um, they had it their way, there wouldn't be any Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hermione remind, reminded Harry and Ron that they need to go to the library, and Hagrid asked what for. And they told Hagrid that ever since he had mentioned Nicholas Flamel, they had been trying to figure out who he is. I don't know why, but it kind of annoys me the way that during the scene where. Hermione just kind of says it really loudly, like she's trying to get Hagrid to respond. She wants a response out of Hagrid, so she's saying it. I don't know why that just kind of bugs me. But um, Hagrid told them that it was none of their business what the dog was guarding and that he wasn't going to tell them anything about Nicholas Flamel. They had searched tons of books and none of them had Flamel in them. Harry had been wondering about the restricted restricted section for some time now, but he needed a sig- signed note from his teacher to get into the section. These books contained dark magic that only older students read if they were studying defense against the dark arts. Why do they even have these books accessible to students? What if a yeah. student wanted to turn to the dark Because there's dark side? magic in the books. Yeah. So what if a student wanted to turn to the dark side and learn a bunch of dark magic from the books? For example, I mean, Cough, in- Cough Voldemort. And what if, uh, what if someone snuck into the school like a dark wizard exactly, and stole yeah. a bunch of books for dark magic? Yeah, I mean, and they should have just, just doesn't them. make sense because book two is when um, Gilderoy gives the note to Harry so that he can get the book. Yeah, yeah. he Harry could have literally gone in there, gotten a bunch of dark magic books. Wait, and no, learned... book two, he he didn't, he wasn't given a note. He just went in with his invisible. No, that's yeah, one. That's, that's one. one. I'm pretty oh. sure Gilderoy gives him a note because he's like, can yeah. I have your autograph or and something? He's... Yes, so, um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me that they would have a bunch of these books accessible to students when literally anyone could go in there and just learn dark magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Madam Pince shooed Harry from the library because he said that he hadn't been looking for anything when she asked. They all went down to the Great Hall for lunch and told Hermione that if they learned anything, they would send her an owl. She told them that she would ask their, her parents if they knew anything about Flamel. It was safe because they were both dentists. Over the break, Harry and Ron had too much fun to focus on Nicholas Flamel. They had the common room almost all the all to themselves. Yep. Who else is there? All of the Weasleys? Yeah. Yeah. And then just Harry. I'm guessing there's a yeah. few other people, but... Not all the Weasleys. Wait, so Draco, yeah. Percy. Well, Percy. Not all of them, because two of them aren't even at Hogwarts. Yeah, per- Percy. Or three of them are. Wait, so it's just Draco stayed. Draco didn't stay. That's book two. The only the only Weasleys at Hogwarts are Ron and Percy. No, Ron, Percy, Fred, and George. Oh yeah, Gred and Forge. Um, (laughs) um, 
Ron taught Harry wizard chess, which was the same as muggle chess, except for the pieces talk when directing when directing them in battle. That's so cool. I wish cool. wizarding chess was real. Like your set has me. Ron actually has the wizarding yes, chess Yes, we do, set. but our dog chewed up one of the rooks. <laughs> it's fine, though. It's just like the shield that's okay. chewed. But, um, it, obviously, the, you know, the pieces don't talk, but they're all yeah. they're really big, like, and they're actually, like, the knight on the Yeah, but they're from the, the end of the book. Yeah. So. It'd be cool. It'd be cool, um... If they can make it, like, electronic pieces, kind of, yeah, that you can actually talk to and have And they, like, move. have voice recognition or yeah, something. Yeah, and then when one kills the other, you can, it can, like, be electronic so it can break apart and then push back together. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Cool. I don't know um, how many of our listeners have been to Universal Studios before, but yeah. in one of the windows to one, I think it's the joke shop. Yeah, uh, there um, is. There's like two chess pieces. I think there's a rook and, and a knight. knight. Yeah, and then oh no, a queen and a knight. Yeah, and doesn't the queen the queen takes the sword? She chops off the horse's head. I she does something to the horse. She chops up. She like chops off the horse's head, and it just it go it retracts. It and then comes back. Away, and then yeah, it retracts. So back yeah, you can it. see that in one of the windows it's at cool. Universal. Universal Harry Potter is the best. It's so, I don't know, accurate to Hogsmeade. Yeah. If you haven't been, go when they reopen. Or when you can. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, so Ron's set was very old, but in this case, that was good because they trusted him and would do anything he wanted. The set Seamus had let Harry borrow didn't trust him at all and kept shouting different bits of advice at him. Do you think Harry had ever played muggle chess at the Dursleys or at school? Probably not. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he has because Dudley does not like anything that takes brain or logic. <clears throat> He'd be like, "Oh, wizard chess." Yeah, those pieces are talking. <clears throat> no, well, well, no, just regular chess. Did it say? Oh, did it say that Ron was um teaching him or because yeah, I, yeah, he taught him at the oh, class. Okay, yeah, then probably not. Um. On Christmas Eve, Harry went to bed not expecting presents, but looking forward to the food. <clears throat> he was very surprised when he woke up the next morning, and there was a small pile of packages at the foot of his bed. Harry told Ron that he had gotten presents, and Ron... Oh my goodness, my voice. <clears throat> and Ron asked him if he had expected turnips. The first package he opened was a small wooden flute from Hagrid that sounded a bit like an owl. This is kind of foreshadowing. Not really. It's going to come up. The next was from Petunia Vernon and was a 50 pence piece. I didn't even, I didn't know they gave him birthday, they gave him Christmas presents. Harry gave it to Ron because he was fascinated with the shape, which is a hexagon. Okay, why give him anything at all? Is it just to show how much they hate him? A 50 pence piece is pretty much just muggle money in the UK. But my question is, because it's useless to Harry. Same as, like, he's gotten a tissue before. He's gotten just a bunch of crud, pretty much. Yeah. Why is it just to show how much they hate him? Like, we hate you so much, we're just going to give you... Wait, doesn't he live in Wizarding? No. Wait. They live, like, outside of Wizarding. How much is a 50 pence piece here? I don't know. No, don't look it up. It's not important. 
how just much yeah is well no because they might be here for the court game it doesn't matter probably the sides like that right there um well that did not answer anything yes it did okay uh okay just finish your two notes okay uh i don't know okay yeah okay. it doesn't matter it's really complicated. Um. Okay. Um. So, um, how many presents do you think they got Dudley? Probably if you as had to much guess. as from his birthday. How much is from his birthday? Or plus one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Harry opened a lumpy package and found a thick hand knitted sweater, an emerald green, and a box of homemade fudge. So that's good. Oh, so right fudge. before, yeah, right before we go over to Sophie's notes, let's take a really quick break, and then we'll be right back. And we're back from our short break, and now it's Sophie's turn to talk with her notes. Yes. Okay. Ron got a sweater every year, and he was always nervous. They, they already knew he was going to be in Gryffindor. They what? were just like, we yeah. can tell he's going to be in Gryffindor. No. we got to make him a maroon sweater. <laughs> no, I mean, like. Yeah, I know. From now on. Harry opened the package from Hermione, and in it was a box of chocolate frogs. My question is, like a little box, a it medium was like, box, it's like that, probably just probably the regular. Um, Harry didn't get Ron or Hermione anything. That's just that's just sad. He couldn't though. Other people, he had so much money that yes, he could. He's rich. Harry had one present left, and it was something. Harry had one present left, and it was something very rare and very valuable. Harry threw the. Wait, you didn't say it was a cloak. Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's something rare and valuable. Harry threw the cloak around himself. (laughs) You didn't say that it was a cloak. I'm gonna say after these. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's an invisibility. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Harry threw the cloak around himself, and when he looked down, expecting to see his feet, he just saw the ground. Harry went. Stop moving my nose. <laughs> Harry went over to the mirror, and sure enough, he couldn't see his body. Then he pulled it over his head, and he was completely gone. Stop touching my nose. <laughs> <laughs> there was a note in the box. It said, "Your father left this in my possession there before he died. It is time it was returned to you. Use it well. A very merry Christmas to you." From anonymous. From anonymous. <laughs> when Fred and George. <laughs> when Fred and George came in and Harry hid it behind his back because he didn't want anyone else to know about it. In this part, they just explained what the piece looked like and little things that were going on. I would have told Fred and George. They could have they, they could have used it for yeah, a lot they, of mischief. They could have helped him come up with things to do with it. Well, I, like, I wouldn't have told them because uh, they would probably taken it. I would have let them borrow They would have probably borrowed it for some mischief. <laughs> I would have let them. Maybe. Yeah, because they would love an invisibility cloak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's what they need. Probably even more than Harry. Mm-hmm. For snaking. Okay, yeah. Harry got a pack of non-explorable luminous balloons, a grow yarn warp kit, and a wizard chest set from the wizard decorators, right? Oh, yeah. Those are all things. Yeah. yeah. As Harry was about to get in bed, he pulled the cloak from under it, and he was thinking about... What the card had said, use it well. 
Then Harry realized that the whole castle was open to him with his book, and he did not want to wake up Ron because he wanted to do it alone. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Harry went out the portrait hole next day. You spelled hole wrong. You were like, he went out the portrait hole, not half. <laughs> Harry went out the portrait hole and went <laughs> It's a portrait hole. That's not his little hole. Get rid of the W. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Harry went out the portrait hole and went. Went to go. <laughs> went to go read in the restricted section. Restricted section of the library to find out who Nicholas Reynolds was or is. This really bothers me because I still remember the fir- in the first chapters of the book it said something about Nicholas on the chocolate frog card. Okay, you probably didn't even remember that. You probably saw it I in the did. movie. I did. No, I remember that. Because if you haven't read this before and you saw the movie, you already know. But, like, I don't, I would not have remembered that. It's too small of a detail for me to really care. Like, or to have cared, I mean. Well, I don't know how, but I just remembered it. Because when Hermione gave Harry the chocolate frog, it just reminded me of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Harry opened one of the books at the bottom row, and when he did, he heard the book scream. The <laughs> lamp fell, broke, and went out. He closed the book, but it was still screaming slightly fainter. Harry saw Filch with Professor Snape, and Filch was- oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, Harry, you're right. I know, I'm just gonna- I skipped a little Go ahead. Lot. Um, Harry ran past Filch and into the corridor. The corridor was very narrow. Harry saw Filch and Professor Snape, and Filch was turning and about someone went into the, how someone went into the restriction. Wait, if he ran past Filch, how was Filch there with Snape when he ran into the corridor? Harry, oh, she just messed up. She oh. skipped something. And no, it's because, yeah. Well, it's because Harry, um, Harry thought he, like, he knows he most of the passageways or the shortcuts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, Harry slipped into into a room because he was in a very narrow corridor, and if they got any closer, they would bump into it. It looked like an unused classroom, but something was in the middle of it. It was a huge mirror that was as high as the ceiling, and it had something written on the top Harry could not understand. When Harry looked at the mirror, he saw himself and ten other people, even though he was the only one in the room. Harry saw his mom and dad, and then realized that the people in the mirror were his family. Oh my he, goodness, his family. So he continued to stare, but he didn't know how long he was staring for. But he came back to his senses when there was a loud noise, and he left the room. The next night, Harry brought Ron with him. When he found the room, he ran to the mirror and saw his family again. And when, But when Ron went in front of the mirror, he didn't see his family. He saw an older version of himself who was head boy, Quidditch captain, and was holding the house cup and Quidditch cup. Uh, so That's then, kind of, like, all Ron wants in life is to be good enough because he has so much to live up for, considering, you know, two. I guess, because yeah, um, because of his, you know, Charlie and Bill, they're both, yeah. Um, yeah, they're both very accomplished. They both have very good jobs in the wizarding community. And his dad isn't not an horror. He works at the Ministry of Magic, and he's and uh, 
Fred and George, you know, eventually they get that big joke shop. So what they re- what he really wants is to for his parents and his whole family to be oh, proud of him. Yeah. Because he has so much to live up to. Yeah. Ginny Ginny's a little bit different because she's a girl, so she doesn't I think it's harder on Ron because all he has is brothers who yeah. have done so well. But I think for Ginny it's probably not as bad. But like it's kind of sad that this is just this is what he wants. He wants to be the best. You know, not necessarily the best, but he wants mm-hmm. to have all these things mm-hmm. that his brothers have. Yeah, because Charlie's like historical in the uh, Gryffindor. Oh yeah, because he was yeah. the seeker. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they got into an argument uh, to who was going to be in front of who want because they each wanted to be in front of the mirror, and that's when they heard a loud noise. They put on the invisibility cloak before Miss Norris came into the room and saw them. So the next night, Harry went back to the mirror alone. Harry saw his family again. When Dumbledore, he revealed himself, and he, and Dumbledore explained that the mirror showed you your deepest desire and that men have gone mad staring at it. So he said that he would move the mirror to another place, mm-hmm. and he advised Harry not to go looking for it again. And yeah. that's it for this chapter. That's it. Yeah. Let's read the, the last. Well, yeah, the last sentence, and then we'll do our movie goofs. Uh, it was only when he was. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just gonna le- read this part because you guys won't understand the back, the uh, the last sentence. Uh, what what do you see when you look in the mirror? I see myself holding a pair of thick woolen socks. Harry stared. One can never have enough socks, said Dumbledore. Another Christmas has gone, come and gone, and I didn't get a single pair. People will ins- insist on giving me books. It was only when he was back in bed that it struck Harry that Dumbledore might have not been quite truthful. But then he thought, as he shoved scabbers off his pillow, it had been quite a personal question. That is such a lie. I wish, I want, do we ever, we don't ever find out what he really sees, right? Yeah. J.K. Rowling needs to tell us. But it's probably going to be something about his family, because it was really, it was really complicated. Maybe he sees, like, Ariana or something, and his brother, I don't know. She needs to tell us. J.K. Rowling needs to tell us. What did he see? Yeah. Um, we might talk about it when we get to our Dumbledore analysis, which is going to be crazy. We're going to have many episodes dedicated to Dumbledore. Same goes for Snape. Yeah. We'll probably, my idea for what we'll do is probably just do, like, a cup of, like, life story one, and then, like, Uh, achievements, just achievements, and then another one on, like, was he good or bad, or all of that. But, well, we don't all have the same Double opinion, doors. so it'll be um, Bad. different opinions. So, let's do our movie goofs, and then we'll move on to our analysis part of the episode. And then we'll do our... So, wait, what about our Hogsmeade Journal? Oh, yeah, we'll do that, too. So, at around one hour and 29 minutes, when Harry is in the restricted section, he sets down the lamp to his left before taking off his invisibility cloak, setting the cloak to his right. When Filch's voice is heard and Harry grabs the cloak, the lamp is on top of the cloak, and thus falls onto the floor. At around 1 hour and 29 minutes, when Harry goes looking for a book on Nicholas Flamel in the restricted section, he opens up the screaming book on the first page. When the book starts to scream, he is in the middle of the book. At around 1 hour and 24 minutes, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are talking about Hagrid about to Hagrid about Fluffy, Ron's scarf goes from being on his shoulder to being draped 
over his shoulder. What? Oh, like on his shoulder? Like just like being like um kind of like around his neck oh, to being okay. like over his shoulder. Oh. Um so Harry escapes the library with the caretaker's cat following him, but when he sees Professor Snape and Quirrell arguing, arguing the cat disappears. At around one hour and 30 minutes, when Harry takes Ron into the mirror of Erised, I always call it Mirror of Erised. It's Erised. When Harry takes Ron to the Mirror of Erised, when Harry, when Harry drops his cloak and runs away, you can clearly see the long green line. Long green. At around one hour and 30 minutes, when Harry, wearing his invisibility cloak, sees Vulture looking for him and spies Professor professors quarrel and snake arguing the shots filmed from harry's point of view have him at eye level with the adults even though he's clearly shorter than they are yep okay so that's it for movie goofs now we're going to move on to our analysis part of our episode which we're going to be talking about the invisibility uh, but, globe yes but we're going to talk more about that when we actually you know get to our analysis we're going to start with our cogsmeade journal so a company called K-Swiss is coming out with Quidditch-inspired shoes. K-Swiss. Yep. A limited number of shoes will be available to buy for Harry Potter fan club members from the Wizarding World shop on July 23rd. Wait, you and this have is to just... be part of the Harry Potter fan club? Yeah, you do, actually. You have to uh. be. And so, it's only one pair of shoes. And they're called, like, Firebolts or something. Oh. Do you know how much they are? I don't know, but the fan club is, I don't know, well, actually, I think the fan club might be free, but they're not, like, in my opinion, they're not the best looking shoes. I mean, you can barely tell that they're even Harry Potter shoes. Really? I mean, obviously, they're not sponsoring us, so I can say whatever I would like about the shoes. They're not, uh, and I think they're for boys. They might be both, like, they might be, like, boys and girls can wear them, because, you know, any, anybody can wear any shoes, but, like, they look more like. Something a boy would wear than like girl than like Vans. Did you have any images? Yeah, actually oh, on the I'll show you actually when we're done recording. Okay. I'll put the link in the description. So the only way to be able to get them is if you're a fan club member and gold members, which actually costs money, it costs like a hundred dollars to be in the gold. Um they have twenty four hour early access on July twenty second and they have a twenty percent off discount. And the link to the article will be in the description. Uh, you can listen to Hugh Bonville and read chapter three for 13. 13 <laughs> sorry, for next week's episode, Nicholas Flamel. And the whole collection of readings um, are out on Spotify. So you don't just have to listen to them on Wizarding World. You can go on to Spotify and find the whole collection that have come out so far up until chapter 15, I think. That's what we're on. Um, well, actually, that's what they're on. We're not on chapter 15, but... I don't know if they're on Apple Podcasts. I just mostly use Spotify, so that's I know they're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What chapter are we on? We this was chapter twelve, so Ooh. you have to listen to chapter thirteen for next week's episode, or read it if you have the book. So now let's get to our analysis part. Both of the links to the articles we used are going to be in the description. So if you want to do any further reading, um, you know, in case we didn't include something, you can go ahead and. Click on those links and read. So, today we will be talking about the Invisibility Cloak. Of course, later in the podcast we will be talking about the Deathly Hollows, but today we are just talking about the Invisibility 
invisibility. Some of you probably don't know what the deathly halls are, but you guys will get into it in book seven. Seven. It's this. The invisibility cloak is seven. No, seven. The invisibility cloak is so important to the whole series, and like, I just think it's important for us to talk about it now, so that we just recognize exactly how important it is. Yeah. Because it's not just something that like you can forget about. It's not like the remember all. It's super important. And, and it just the, it plays a part in the whole entire And this series. analysis will contain spoilers for later books. A lot of spoilers. So if you if you have I mean not like major spoilers like who dies or whatever. Oh actually there is a dying spoiler. Oh great. But, okay. Um <laughs> yeah okay so there are some pretty major spoilers. So if you don't wanna have any spoilers maybe don't listen to this until we're just but Daisy Daisy yeah, I'm looking at the notes, and you said we were going to talk about the Deathly Hallows later in the podcast. Not is... not the episode, the podcast. I mean, like what? I mean, like we'll probably do another analysis on the Deathly Hallows. Oh, okay. When we get to book seven, so this part, yeah, will contain many spoilers. So maybe come back to it if you don't want spoilers when we get yeah. to book seven. So the invisibility cloak is a magical item that is used to make whoever is wearing it invisible. The cloak is one of the three Deathly Hollows. So let's explain some of the Deathly Hollows a little bit. So in the tale of three brothers, the cloak is the third and final hollow and was supposedly created by Death himself. Great. Go, Ethan. Whoever untied all three hollows. United. united. Whoever unites. Whoever united all three Why did you put united? I'm sorry. Whoever unites all three hollows will become master of death. The invisibility cloak was the only hollow that I have a really hard time with that word. Invisibility. It's like you invisibility. To, you have to say it kind of slow. Or at least I do. Um, the invisibility cloak was the only hollow that would not fade with age and it would provide everlasting protection to the wearer. Nice. Read the next one, sorry. In nineteen ninety one, the cloak was passed down to Harry, who used it in the second wizarding war, then passed it down to his children. Um, Sophie read the next. Here's the history of the book. So, in Tales of Beetle the Bard, the tales of the tale of three brothers. So, if you have Tales of Beetle, ta- Tales of Beetle the Bard, you can actually go and read that. Although we are going to talk about it once we get past book seven, we're going to be um, talking about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, Cursed Child, Tales of Beetle the Bard, and Quidditch Through the Ages. So, while traveling, they came across a river that was too deep to wade through and too dangerous to swim across. They conjured up a bridge to walk across, and while they crossed, Death appeared and spoke to them. Death offered them each a gift for outsmarting him. One brother asked for an unbeatable wand and was given the Elder Wand. Another brother asked for the ability to return those who have died, and the youngest brother asked to leave without Death following him, so he received the Invisibility Cloak. So, the brother who asked for the ability to return those who have died got the Resurrection Stone. So what would you guys ask for? Of the three things, what would you what would you want? The Elder Wand. <clears throat> well, spoiler, the Elder Wand, it has a bloody history because yeah. like, the, owners, the owners have been known to die. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want the Elder Wand because I would probably have my throat cut in this movie. Okay. So I would probably, <laughs> I'd probably want the Invisibility Cloak. I would probably want the Resurrection Stone because I have two. Um, yeah, but in the res- in the resurrection stone part of the story, um, 
the people, they're not the same when oh. they get resurrected. Really? What are they like? Well, well, like, as time goes on, like, a, sh- a short time after you resurrect them, they start, they don't act the same. Oh. They're just, they're just different. They're like okay. Zombies. Yeah. Sort um, of. They okay, just then, don't look like probably them. to be safe, I would go to the, with the invisibility cloak then. What would you guys want separately? Like, uh, not... In the moment, if somebody was like, I'm going to give you guys a gift, what do you want? What would you want? Magically related. It can't be one of the... Th- oh. It can't be any of the three things that the three brothers have asked Okay. Um, probably... A thousand Chuckle Frogs. A thousand? I would want a lot of galleons. I need a lot of... I'd want a box of... Oh, whoa. Of galleons. One box of Chuckle Frogs, and if I take a Chuckle Frog out, one magically related. Okay. Wow. So it's like some magic box everlasting chocolate frog. frogs. Um, yeah. When they had cro- um, when they had crossed the bridge and were on their way, death killed the two brothers, but could not kill the one wearing the cloak. He grew old and gave the cloak to his son and greeted death as an old friend. That's I don't I don't know why I don't know if that's in the poem, but greeted death as an old friend. I don't yeah, know. it's a it's cool a good line. Is. Many believe that the Peveril family are those from the tale, including Dumbledore. He also thinks that. Vaughn, you can read the next one. In the 20th century, the cloak was passed down to Henry Potter, to Fleamont, and then to James Potter, who used it in, during his time at Hogwarts. Oh, he got he got into a lot of mischief with that. Yeah. yeah. I, so many people, you know, are like, we want books, seven books of just James and his many adventures yeah i would love that i would love that i would appreciate it very much if jk rowling could do that because like i love the marauders i mean except for peter they're all awesome i would love to read about them although maybe i don't think they're the best people you know for example trying to get snape killed by lupin that wasn't smart but they weren't trying to get them killed they were just just trying to sneak yeah but like he could have obviously so um obviously not everything they did was good maybe you know what they did was oh wait you know mean especially the snape but i would definitely love to read books about them real quick who's your favorite marauder who's my favorite marauder we'll probably talk more about this in three but yeah let's just answer siri remus remus is the best um okay so 10 years later Dumbledore gave the cloak. Oh, wait, no. That's. I skipped a bit. Uh, yeah, during the time that Voldemort was looking for the Potters, Dumbledore asked James if he could study the cloak, so when James died, it was left in Dumbledore's possession. Ten years later, Dumbledore gave the cloak to Harry and did not learn until late in his years at Hogwarts that it was part of the Deathly Hollows. Harry gave the cloak to James Sirius in James's sixth year at Hogwarts, and James Sirius is his child. I very hold on really quickly. I just want to point out that I very much disagree with the names of Harry's children. He, I'm they, sorry, it's not. Like, there's no did originality. Ginny have, did Ginny have no say in any of the names? Wait, isn't it okay? So it's Albus Sir, it's, Severus Dumbledore. Or, Albus, it's not Dumbledore. Uh, it's Albus Severus Par- Potter, James Sirius Potter, and what's the kid, the girl's name? Lily something Potter. I mean, seriously, it's all names important to Harry. He like didn't consider. He probably didn't even consider Ginny's opinion, and there's no originality at all with these names. Yeah, exactly. Let me, I just looked it up. Okay, so it's Lily Luna. Pa- really? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! 
Jenny didn't even know Luna. Wait, yes, she did. Well, yeah, but she wasn't really friends with her. Yeah, like, what the heck? Where the heck was... These are only people. These are not... These are only people important to Harry. Exactly. Where was Jenny in this decision? Yeah. I I mean, I would have... Okay, if I were Jenny, I probably would have named the kid Molly Luna Potter. Yeah. After her mom. Oh yeah, and then maybe one name. Or just maybe, or just maybe name one kid. Uh, you know, like not not not. Yeah, something original. Don't copy. Or like Arthur Serious Potter, isn't it Arthur? Arthur Weasley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Arthur. That's I would. You think she would have? Or or Fred. They should have named one of their kids Fred. Fred. What the heck? Fred. Or. Um, so the cloak. Yeah. Okay, so the Cloak of Invisibility is resistant to jinxes, hexes, and other spells that would normally make an invisibility cloak ineffective. The invisibility cloak does not protect the wearer from spells used against them personally. Wait, oh, (laughs) sorry. It is also not invisible to to certain magical items. For example, for example, Moody's magical eye. I think that eye has always weirded me out because, like, he can literally see through everything. Yeah. Um, the cloak is the triangle on the Deathly Hollows, which is, the Deathly Hollows is a triangle, circle in the triangle, and then a line down the center of the triangle, and so the triangle is the, the invisibility cloak, cloak. the circle is the stone, and and the the line line is the Elder Wand. Yep. So the reason Dumbledore was able to see Harry under the cloak sometimes was because he used the Revelio charm with nonverbal magic. So now I found an article, and it's called Seven Times the Invisibility Cloak Came in Handy. And, yeah, so in Hagrid's cabin with Lucius Malfoy. You can go ahead and read that. In Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, when Lucius Malfoy, Cornelius Fudge, and Albus Dumbledore came to Hagrid's cabin to to take him to Azkaban, Harry and Ron were able to hide in the corner under their invisibility cloak. I'm trying to remember, did did Dumbledore know they were there? Did Dumbledore know they were there in the corner? Yeah. He did? Okay. So during the Triwizard Tournament uh, by the Dragon Cages, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, when Hagrid takes Maxime and Harry to see the dragons, Harry uses his cloak so that he isn't seen by anyone. And I have a question. This is going to come up in number four, but I still want to ask. Why did Hagrid show Maxime the dragons? He wanted to woo her. He liked her. I know, but like... He They're wanted why didn't, he should have just given Harry the advantage. Because he cares about Harry more. Um, late at night in Hogwarts. Many times Harry has u- has had to use his cloak to hide under hide from teachers when he was sneaking around. There were many close calls. Uh, yeah. in Nocturne Alley when Harry Ron and Hermione spied on Draco Malfoy and Borgen and Burks in the Half Blood Prince. On the Hogwarts Express, Harry hid in Draco's compartment to hear him tell all of his friends that he might not be returning to Hogwarts the following year in the Half-Blood Prince. Outside his deserted classroom, Harry listened to Snape offer help with his secret plan because he had told his mother... Oh, wait. Sorry. Here, I'm just going to reread that. Harry listened to Snape offer Draco help with his, quote, unquote, secret plan because he had told his mother Narcissa that he would protect Draco. Vaughn, can you please explain the secret plan to us? Okay, what secret plan? <laughs> you know, the whole 
Dumbledore thing. Okay, so basically, and why Snape helped him. Just Okay, so basically, the secret plan was the, um, their, uh, Draco would uh, find the vanishing cabinet in the room of requirements, and there was a duplicate in Borgen and Burks. So basically, one, uh, they would go through one of the vanishing cabinets, close the doors, and they'd come back out in the other, the one in Hogwarts. Yeah. Then they go to, they went to Dumbledore, um, uh, they wanted Dra- Draco to kill him to sort of prove himself, mm-hmm. but because of the unbreakable vow that Snape took, he had to do it for Draco, since J- Draco would. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Dumbledore, he... He he wanted Snape to kill him, mm-hmm. so that uh, so that it, it was like proving his allegiance to Voldemort. Like okay, to convince Voldemort, because he's playing a double agent, correct? Yes, he is a double agent. Who's he loyal to? Just Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Just Dumbledore. Yeah. Okay, but he pretends like he's loyal to Voldemort. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, yeah. So um. So on uh, the astronomy tower, yes. Harry watched as but, Snape pushed. But, but that's not the only thing. Oh, okay, uh, but also, ahead. part of the plan was that Harry would die. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So because well, is the plan was that Harry would get rid of Voldemort and then Harry would get killed because like Snape would kill Harry because there's part of Voldemort and Harry. Oh, so. On the astronomy tower, Harry watched as Snape pushed Draco out of the way and used an unforgivable curse to murder Dumbledore. And the picture on the article is so depressing. It's literally like Snape pointing a wand to him and him falling off the roof. And there's the dark mark above them. Yeah, but you can look at the picture if you click on the link in the description. Wait, so he wanted to kill Harry because he was scared that Harry would turn bad? Because of the prophecy. Yeah. Um, from book five. Yeah, they didn't want another Dark Lord. Hopefully, you didn't listen to this if you haven't read all the books. Yeah, hopefully. Because <laughs> now I'm spoiled at all. Oh, wait. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and we're at, like, 29 minutes. And we can, and only, we, we we can, can only, only record, record for, like, 30. But this is the end anyway. So, so we have 30 Thank seconds. you so much for listening. Yes. Um, we hope you liked this episode. And make sure you click on those links so you can read those articles. Yes. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for more Potter-based content.